featuring the creator and lead host of Clutch Crew Sports, Zach. Unfortunately, uh, Eric is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and uh, he went through a pretty rough postseason watching uh, my Portland Trailblazers pretty well dismantle his team, so... <laughs> Dang, okay. um, I did, did not realize we were going to go into that. <laughs> you sure you didn't lose your train of thought by looking at this picture here? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Zach really likes Alex Morgan. Also featuring Connor, the number one co-host. And I'm going to lock that. I'm back, baby. <laughs> If you're not going to do it, I'll double lock Middleton because everything I've read has been that he's the number one priority for the Bucks. Like in their minds, they could forget Brogdon and, and Lopez. They need to get Middleton back. I'm locking this one because I've got a oh, survival oh, okay. pick. I, I need to write this down on a piece of paper. Yep, Zach yep. is locking Denver being Chicago. Featuring Nate, NFL and college football co-host. I don't think Indiana's very good being straight up, so I think it's <laughs> pretty fair. Spread, Indiana's getting spread triggered cover. right now. You just triggered the whole state. And I forgot to change it on here. Oh, okay. but <laughs> here I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna defend oh, okay. it. <laughs> um, I think I do think Denver's a very average team. I'm gonna stick with my Oakland pick. Hello, everybody. Zach here, and this episode is going to be the stories episode, but we have a very specific story to talk about that's going to take up the majority of today's episode, and we're going to have Connor on the show for that, but the first part of the show is a breaking news segment. Literally just hours ago, this this happened. Massive news for the NFL, and I've got Nate on here on the show to talk about this with me. So in case you haven't heard already, Jalen Ramsey has just been traded to the LA Rams for two first round picks, one first round pick in 2020 and another one in 2021 and also a fourth round pick in 2021. So this is just now happening. We're just now, this is our first reactions to the trade. Obviously this is a massive trade uh, one of the best defensive players in the game being traded. A two first-round pick trade is is rare to see. It's it's one every couple of years. So these are these are rare to see. And obviously, I've got a unique perspective because I'm a Jaguars fan. Nate's a Jags fan. It's not his first team, but he he likes the Jags. So yep. um, we both are familiar with Ramsey. Back in the training camp earlier this year, we got some good pictures of, of Ramsey. You guys really liked them. Uh, but <laughs> he's no longer a Jaguar, so those are those are yeah. dead to me. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, with the whole Ramsey thing, when it first came out that he wanted to be traded, I was anti-trade. I was like, no, 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 work this out. Um I was, you know, I was saying, I was like, fire Tom Coughlin, fire Marone if you need to fire Marone. Like, you need to protect this guy because he's really good and everything. But 
the more the more this is dragged on, the more and more I think of Jalen Ramsey as the Antonio Brown of corners. And not necessarily in his off the field stuff. I'm not trying to compare him to being in Antonio Brown's shoes as far as his Antonio Brown's legal mishaps that he's had. I don't think Ramsey's ever had anything of that nature, so I don't want to get it confused with that. But his on-the-field antics. Uh, Ramsey had never missed a game until he did, he had his trade request. Uh, he played through injuries before. He you know, sacrificed a lot. He was a true competitor. Uh, you could really tell that he wanted to win and he was a team guy. But after this trade request, he just gave up basically. You know, he he I'm still don't even know why he demanded a trade because somebody he felt like somebody disrespected him. Seems kinda silly to me. Like really? Like you're you're getting all upset because someone, you know, tried to discipline you a little bit because you act like a baby on the field. But so I don't agree with his trade request. I don't know the situation of it or anything, but still from what we do know, it's just speculation that him and Tom Coughlin got into an altercation and Coughlin, obviously I, I don't agree with him on everything, but I mean, you can't just let Ramsey, you know, you can't have the thing that happened with him and Marone on the sidelines of that game where it looked like they were touching, you know, they they were they had laid hands on each other and it was a bad look and all that. But now that I've moved on a little bit, I'm actually happy that they've gotten rid of him. I think this is going to be a thing that the team rallies behind. Uh, you know, I don't think the team really liked Ramsey after his antics the last couple of weeks with the whole back injury thing. And I'll say this for one thing. The back injury, I'm that's that's an injury that if you're faking an injury, you don't fake having a back injury because that's damaging to your long term of your career. I mean, the, if if it comes out like if he really is does have a bad back, like that's not good. That makes it even better for the Jags that they did this trade because that sh- shortens the length of your career. And getting two first-round picks for that could potentially end up being the biggest steal. I'm not saying Ramsey's going to never play again or he's going to just fall off the map, but if it ends up, if his back does end up being an issue, um, then obviously the Jags come out as clear winners. But you know, I'm hoping the Rams lose all their games. Uh, and. <laughs> And so I'll be reading hard for that. Plus, I mean, instantly he's a villain to me. I don't have many sports <laughs> villains like this. You know, most of my sports villains are just guys that have, are on rival teams just because they're rivals. But uh, I don't think there's ever been an ex-Jaguar that I've ever disliked more than Jalen Ramsey right now. You know, it's, it's first hours after this reaction and all that. But still, I don't think... I mean, I wasn't, uh, wasn't, you know, around when, 
Shaquille O'Neal left the Orlando Magic to the Lakers. If I was, like, I'm sure I'd be, that would rank up there. When Dwight left, it was, this is most, to me, this is most similar to when Dwight left the Orlando Magic. I'm sure Eric with Kevin Durant leaving uh, OKC is what he feels this similar to. Uh, but still, I'm glad he's gone. I normally I'd say hope hope for the best if the team just traded him for whatever reason, but hope for the worst. And <laughs> and I hope that these picks end up being good picks. And it's going to depend on that. You know, Nate, you tweeted about the that if the Jags just have a competent draft, <laughs> right? Oh, that's big, a big if. Big if. That's a big if. But if they do. I, I I gotta say I like the haul. You, you're not gonna pay him. You can put this money elsewhere. So that's you know I I'm not as I'm not as opposed to hearing about this as I might have been a couple weeks ago. But those are my thoughts, Nate. I'll let you uh, I'll, I'll let you voice in your thoughts. Yeah, this, this is kind of not a totally surprising move to me, but I know like recently uh, Jags and Rashad Khan have been talking about trying to keep Ramsey. In Jacksonville, trying to like work out the issues and try and keep him on the team at least for the next couple of years. But in the long run, I'm honestly happy um, as a partial Jags fan uh, about this move, um, just because take, take, taking um, aside all the um, you know questions about Ramsey being a negative locker room uh, component, all the you know drama he brings, just putting aside all that. From purely um, a roster building perspective, I think this is a great move for the Jags because um, you saw that the haul they got back from the Rams, two first round picks and a fourth rounder. That that's some pretty solid draft capital right there. And depending on if the Rams, um, you know, have a down season this year or next year, that could be some really good um, picks they're getting. Um, and really. They're getting those picks in return for um, a player, an asset that they really weren't going to um, likely have in two years anyways. Um, Ramsey hits he hits his fifth-year option um, in 2021. Um, and then after that, or no. Sorry, he hits his... I think you were the right. uh, contract again. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, sorry, he hits unrestricted free agency in 2021. And... You know, going back to his previous statements about wanting to be the highest-paid corner in the league, there's no way, in my opinion, that the Jags would be able to keep him. Um, we'll still paying we'll still paying uh, Yannick Ngakwe and some other pieces. I I don't think there's any way that he would have stayed in Jacksonville in the long run, anyways. So I think it's a huge win for the Jags to get back um, those three picks, two first rounders for a guy that, knowing the Jags' free agency history they weren't going to keep anyways. Um, so I, I think it's a great, they got a great future with, if Minshew can prove that he's the guy, that's also huge because um, if you're paying a quarterback that's still on a sixth round rookie deal, you could, you have so much freedom to add other pieces and free agency to build around this team. Um, I think the future's looking out for the Jags. And like Zach and I said, I was the big if knowing the Jags front office, if they can um, find some quality players with these two first rounders they got, but that's 
you know, that's two more chances to try and um, come out, come away with a franchise player. So I think the, the Jags are the big winners in all this. Um, the Rams, uh, it's a pretty interesting situation for them because they're clearly in win-now mode. But in my opinion, I don't know if they have the the team this year or next year to mm-hmm. kind of be playing for that perspective. Obviously, Todd Gurley um, is great when healthy. Aaron Donald's incredible. But you look at those contracts, there's no, there's, there was no way the Jags were going to pay Ramsey. There's, there's no way the Rams could even consider paying Ramsey because Goff's the highest-paid quarterback in the league now, I believe. Um, yeah. Donald's already the highest-paid defender. Todd Gurley's the highest-paid running back. Um, or maybe did, did Zeke pass him? I, in some categories, Zeke passed him. Yeah, I don't but know he's, what, he's but yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's making crazy run, money for a running back. So basically they have two years of Ramsey at the most. Um, so the Rams are going to try and make the most of that, but um, it's a very interesting move for them. I, I thought, I personally thought the Eagles, if any team, were going to make a move for him, seeing as they definitely need corner um, help. So I was a little bit surprising that the move came from the Rams and not the Eagles. But um, all in all, yeah, I just think the Jags are the big winners in this situation. Um, and, as a Jags fan, I I think all Jags fans should be pretty happy with this outcome. I think it was a little bit better than um, some of the other scenarios that were possible with this. Yeah, I, I think the bridge had been burned to the point with no return. And right. real quick on the Rams' perspective, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think this changes the Rams' season at all, really. Um, they play in the, the toughest division in football right now. I don't see them... You know, I, I see them right now as third in the division still after this trade. And like Nate said, you're going to have six players, your top six players are going to probably be taking up 80% of your cap, which uh, is historically teams that do stuff like that end up being terrible. So uh, <laughs> I, I think the Rams potentially screwed themselves with uh, not having any picks really and the young guys on their team and, and not being able to pay for, you know, players <laughs> other than the like, star six. You know, this isn't the NBA. But yeah. uh, this will wrap up our breaking news segment. Like I said, Rams are getting traded to the Rams. It's in his name. I guess it was meant to be. But uh, stay tuned. Coming up next, Connor and I are going to be talking about some NFL refereeing controversies. So that's going to be the remainder of this episode, guys. And, Nate, I'll talk to you later, buddy. See ya. All right, guys, we're back here for the second portion of today's video. So this is going to be the miscellaneous sports topics part of the episode. Normally, we wouldn't have a breaking news segment like you just heard, but that, like we said, that was pretty breaking news happening just a couple hours before we recorded, and it's only once every couple of years, I think, that there's a massive trade of this size with two first-round picks. I know Khalil Mack and Laramie Tunsil, uh, the in recent memory, but before that, it, it had been a while. So definitely some big news there, but the rest of our episode is going to be featured about NFL referees and their, what I want to say, abuse of power. 
Um, <laughs> and, and I'll start this by saying that, you know, like I said that one time of how I have referee experience, like, granted, a much, much smaller scale than an NFL referee experience, but I, I can sympathize with the referees, but after the after this past weekend and a couple weeks before that, it's gotten worse and worse every week. And it's getting to the point where these referees are out of control. <laughs> I messaged it to, <laughs> in our group chat how I, I think these refs are out of control with their penalties and their lack of, uh, you know, their, their inability to admit when they're wrong. <laughs> As we yeah, see, yeah, as that for sure. <laughs> so we've got uh, so some of the things we're going to be covering today. Uh, there was a Jaguars pass interference penalty. It was a no call that was challenged. We're going to show you it. There was a Chiefs really weird sequence that we're going to show you. There was a Chiefs Colts pass interference thing. There was a Giants Patriots play that. I think a lot of people have heard about the Trey Flowers illegal hands to the face penalties we'll talk about. And then the Cowboys and Jets end of the game was just mirrored with penalties. There was also a penalty earlier in the game that cost Dallas a touchdown. There was a, a punch thrown that wasn't called. So there was a lot of things. That <laughs> well, so this, you know, in ironically, Connor actually, a couple weeks ago claimed this uh, topic for himself. And I was like, okay, sure, man. Like that's, that's cool. But (laughs) then today Nate texted me and Nate's not able to be in this part of the video, but he texted me. He was like, Hey man, I think I want to talk about NFL referees on my, for my topic. And I'm like, well, Connor's already doing this. But then like, even before Nate texted me, I was like, there's so much going on here. Eric ranted about this in the last episode. So we just decided to just, focus on this completely for the topics episode so we're gonna show you guys i will say if you're watching this or i mean if you're listening to this on itunes or spotify or any podcasting site this would be the one episode where i would really recommend to go over to youtube and watch it so if you're already on youtube stay there because we are going to be showing you guys examples of these pass interference calls and other bad NFL referee decisions. So definitely recommend going to YouTube to watch this, but let's get started here with the first of our, and this is one that Connor showed me. So I'll, I'll let him take the lead. So, yeah, so this is the first one. So basically my theme going into this, what I wanted to talk about before all the other stuff happened was I wanted to talk about the, uh, the pass interference, calls being reviewed and the fact that they weren't getting overturned like no matter you know the nfl always says like okay there has to be clear and present or like distinguishable whatever the terms they use like just clear evidence to overturn a call and yeah these calls basically had clear evidence there was no question and the refs still didn't overturn them so you get this first clip here this is from the chiefs colts game a week ago uh, on sunday night it was a sunday night or monday night i can't remember uh, Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night. Okay, so basically T.Y. Hilton right here, he's, you know, setting up a sort of a pick play. And basically you see that the defender on the play 
initiates the contact with T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton doesn't put his hands out or anything. The defender is the one who touches him, and the ref comes out and throws a, a flag on the play for offensive pass interference. So I can maybe kind of get, you know, looking at that in real time, mm-hmm. you see a pick play forming, you're thinking, okay, so if there's a foul, it has to be on the offense. But when you go into the review and you see the fact that T.Y. Hilton didn't even touch the guy, it's like, how in the world can you not overturn the call when he's not even touching him? The Chiefs guy initiates the contact. Yep. So that was that was actually the second one of my, like, I saw there was another clip that we have from um, the Steelers and Bengals game, the Monday night game the week before. So this is on a deep pass play right here on Mike Holton's in this clip here against the Bengals. And so the deep pass play right here going down. And so you can't really see it at this angle, but I mean, from that look, you know, you see a little bit of hand fighting, but it doesn't look like much. Well, you can see right here, he taps him, just taps him on the back, like barely taps him on the back. Ref throws a flag. You see Mike Tomlin here throwing the challenge Mm -hmm. flag wanting to review the pass interference call. And so, again, you're looking at this video thinking, okay, that's pretty clear. Like, all he did was tap him. He didn't affect Kirkpatrick's, you know, he didn't affect him from defending the pass or anything. And, again, just like with the Chiefs-Colts one, the ref, like, they didn't overturn the call. They kept the call on the field. And it just baffled me as to how you can't call this, like, just overturn the call. And we were talking about, you know, I mentioned to these guys in our group chat saying, like, I wonder if the league is just kind of, like, smiting everybody. Like, they don't want to, they were mad this rule was made, and they didn't want, you know, they were unhappy with it to start with, so they're not overturning calls. It's kind of like a screw you owners and screw you fans. Like, we don't like this rule, so we're not going to overturn them, even when there's clear evidence like there was in these two plays. So... Those were the two calls that really got me, like, to look into this and start thinking, okay, why, or, like, why, what's the reason behind why they're not overturning these? I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Zach probably had the same opinion on these, is that, like, you know, they should have been overturned. There's clear evidence, so why weren't they overturned? Yeah, I, I concur with you on that. It's It definitely seems like a pride thing. Where they're like, for 99 years, we didn't do, we didn't replay pass interference and all this stuff. And now you're, now you're making us do this. Well, we're going to stick it to you and we're not going to change anything. Um, so the, con- the conversion rate on these is super low. Uh, it was, I saw one stat where it was like 20 out of the last 21 that were challenged were, uh, were, no, no change. Uh, yeah, stood. the call on the field stood. Yeah. So that's you know like onside kick percentages. So <laughs> when you <laughs> like that, so those that's terrible. Like when, and I thought coming in because that it was bad. It's been bad for a couple weeks now. So I thought, okay, coming into this week, we've been hearing about it a little bit more in the media. We've been hearing, you know, I'm pretty sure coaches have you know, been vocal about it and the referees have heard, heard about this stuff. So I was expecting kind of a turnaround this week. I was 
I was thinking, okay, they're they're gonna normalize. You know, sometimes they sometimes they start out the the year kind of extreme referees, and then they kind of normalize as the season progresses. But yeah, I mean, kinda, we're kind of like with the roughing the yeah. passer last year. Because there yeah. was like so many of those roughing the passer calls at the beginning of last year, and everybody started complaining, so they kind of dialed it back a little bit. Yeah, but we're in a week six now. But is, we we just had week six. Week seven uh, is coming up, starting Thursday, and we still haven't seen a change in their you know ineptness, I should say. Uh, yeah. But it, it's it's bad. I, I think at this point, teams are just going to stop calling. Uh, challenges on these. I, you've seen a couple times where there was a, it looked like a, oh, you know, you might be able to challenge this and win it if it was a rational human being with eyes, but <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the coach decides not to challenge it because he doesn't want to waste his time out uh, yeah. with this because he knows he's probably not going to get it no matter how obvious it looks. Uh, yeah, you got something? Oh, no, I was gonna say, like you know, even if we can go to the Jaguar Saints one, yeah, too, we haven't showed. Yeah, I'll show you guys. Yeah, because so like you know, the other two were instances where pass interference was called and it wasn't overturned. This was an instance where pass interference wasn't called, and it was like you know they were challenging to try and get the PI called, and so, and, but the ref even after looking at it didn't call it. Yeah, so, and, and, you, you, yeah, you probably have more background on this than I do. Yeah, so this. Uh... <laughs> This is what happened in a pretty important part in the game, as you see, eleven minutes on the clock, and it's a thirteen to six game, so not much points. And if they had got, if the Jags had gotten this call in their favor, and it had been pass interference, uh, it would have helped them a lot on this drive to score. And there was another bad penalty too. We're going to show you guys later that hurt the Jags even more than this one. But uh, I'll let this play and then talk about it. So this is where that graphic came out, 20 oh, 21. Yeah. <laughs> I guess after this, we came 21 of 22. But look here. I mean, he doesn't – the thing with pass interference is, you know, it's generally not called if the defender has a right to the ball. Like, in you know, he's trying to make a play on the ball. But as you can see – I'll back it up some more. It goes kind of quick. But – he doesn't have. He's not. His head's not turned. He grabs him from both both arms. Grab him, and you know it's just. It. I don't see how how it could be any more clear. I mean, this is like if you're trying to teach a referee what's pass interference, what's not. This is something that would be an example of what is pass interference. But they didn't call it originally. Uh, that's. I mean, I think I, it should have been called originally, but the fact that it wasn't, okay, they have a replay, they they can slow it down. And one of the arguments that they used against this was they were like, oh, it looks worse in slow motion. But Eric really shut down this argument last episode where he was like, Eric was arguing, well, you use slow motion for everything on replay. If you're looking at someone in bounds versus out of bounds, you go to slow motion because you want to get it right. So it's not like slow motion is... Uh, falsifying the video, it's, it's yeah, you know, it's you use slow motion for everything you do in a replay, and you don't. And there's some instances where you know coaches challenge and get it right. Like, this isn't 
like it's not like all challenges have historically had this low percentage of being yeah overturned. So well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like you know, you talk about like you know, slow motion makes it look worse. Where you gonna say that slow motion makes like you know it look more like a first down or whatever? You know, when they're trying to challenge the spot of the ball, like mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you use slow motion for everything, and also, I mean, this play right here it almost kind of goes back to the it's not quite as blatant but it's still very similar to the Rams Saints game last year in the NFC Championship game where the you know Rams defender basically came in and just like hit the receiver out of the way which is what happened here so like I I don't get it I don't know what the reason is for why I mean you could pay me money to be an official and I do a lot better job than this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, you know, you, you hear people say that all the time because they're, they're mad, but like, you know, this is like actual, you know, this isn't a, like, I'm mad. My team didn't get a call the way or something like this is actually <laughs> really bad. <laughs> yeah. And I'll show you another one too. And the more you watch these, uh, Actually, let me go to this one. It's like, yeah. which one of these is worse? They all look so... Oh, so this is this is kind of the same situation as the last one where it was, a, it was a defensive pass interference that was not called, and it was replayed and not called. But, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what... I don't know, like, I, I was listening to someone talk about this earlier. They were kind of ranting, too. And they were like, I don't know if these referees don't have eyes or if they don't have brains. But they don't have one of the two. Yeah, uh, I mean, because you can't, you can't just grab somebody out of the air and like pull them out of the way. I'll I'll just say this: I've seen pass interference be called for way worse than that. Oh, I mean, yeah. that, way you know, way less, less. way less contact than that. Like that. That's just. I <laughs> this defender, he. Uh, I'm sure he was. If if they had thrown a flag, he's this isn't one where he's running up to the ref like, what did I do? You know, like this this is one where I'm thinking he's he's even surprised that they didn't call a flag. And this is oh, yeah. one where the wide receiver is probably like, oh my, like look when he falls down, he's like, okay, you're calling a flag, right? Like, it, yeah, it's a pretty quick gif, so we can't see too much after the play. But this was reviewed and not overturned, and we don't know why. I would yeah, like next. <laughs> Well, and it's like how you talk about that pass interference has been called for a lot less than just this. I mean, I mean, think back to last year, the Saints are showing up in all of these. But, you know, the Steelers and Saints game last year when Joe Hayden got called for that pass interference, like, again, just kind of tapping Alvin Kamara on the back. And the ref was like, pass interference. Uh, how is that pass interference? Like, A, he just tapped him on the back. And B, the ball was like way over his head. So... I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and like, how is that not past interference when you given the guy a bear hug, like the Patriots defender was? Yeah. So this, um, this next one is one that. Okay. Yeah. Here we are. So this actually takes a touchdown off of the board, as you'll see. Uh, and this was a close game. So if this had gone another way, we might have had a different result. But. You'll see, this is kind of like the fake pick play thing, or it was similar to the Chiefs-Colts one where they call offensive pass interference, and the defensive guys kind of run into themselves. Um, 
it just kind of looks bad initially, but the refs call the flag. Refs shouldn't call the flag unless it's something like unless they can actually see and know what happened. I I don't like it when re- when refs think they see something and they call a flag. There's another I've got a holding example of that. But yeah. uh this was bad because it took seven points off the board. Like the last the Jags one from before was uh was on a potential game tying drive at the end of the game. Uh yeah. the Cow or the the Patriots Giants one, I mean it's the Patriots Giants. I don't think that impacted the score. Like it might have impacted the score, but I don't think it would have changed the result. Um, but, yeah, I mean, one, one, especially on that Cowboys Jets one, like you know, the Cowboys guy was going. He was basically trying to run in between the Jets defenders, and it's like they kind of had some kind of miscommunication and just ran into each other. So, like again, how do you call that? I don't. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Here's a two-point conversion attempt to tie the game at the end, and you just watch. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on Jason Witten. Yeah, yeah, Jason Witten here in the middle. So you'll see it better at the, in the next uh, in the next replay. But you know, I've got a theory as to why they didn't call this, and I'll show you guys why. But. <laughs> I still love right. it. <laughs> He's like ah, shaking his head like around, like right there. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm still cracking up at the Jets player just flopping at the end of that. Like ah. And, <laughs> like, and after the play, it looks like he's mad that the ref called a flag, even though the ref didn't, because he should. He knew that they, the ref was probably throwing a flag on that. Like he he puts his hands out, like what? I didn't do it. Like why did? But <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but to be fair to, you know, the, I'll show you another, um, okay. So there's a lot from the same game, but this was way earlier in the game. Keep an eye on number, uh, 67 on the Jets. Yeah. So kind of where that that guy with his legs up in the air. Yeah. Down here. I'll, I'll show it again if you didn't catch it. But look what he does. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Just punches him right in the back. You know, <laughs> so no flag thrown at all in this. I was pretty surprised. Um, I've seen flags thrown for a lot less stuff, but it, <laughs> this, isn't a, this isn't a pass interference thing, but it's just a, what are the refs doing by not calling a flag here like and then well, they're that like one, hey that one ref was like right there too like yeah it, this isn't something happening on like hidden from the referees like you know he he's just kind of walking in to break it up like he doesn't care about like uh throwing a flag i guess i don't know why but, but <laughs> it's a bad look i mean <laughs> do do you know these guys are that guy just threw a, a punch like whatever I, I'm sure. I'm sure he's going to get fined for this, uh, but you know, no, nothing happened on the field, so it's just going to be his paycheck that takes a hit. But no, <laughs> no consequence for the Jets, anyways, as a team. But so that this game had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you want to call the the holding call? Or... I was trying to look see if I had. Um, Anyways, I'll give you some backstory to the Jets thing. 
the this game. So the Jason Witten two point conversion was after a six play or a six six different penalties being called and accepted on both the Jets and the Cowboys, and it's terrible because in a row. <laughs> In a row. I mean, I think there was one play in between that wasn't a penalty, but it was essentially all back-to-back. And this just is terrible. If you're in the stands as a fan, I mean, sometimes even when my team is benefiting from penalties, it's like, uh, it's taking so long. Like, here we go again. Like, a penalty flag, flag here, flag there. Like, I just want to see them play. Like, can they not just play? And when it's an obvious penalty, you call an obvious penalty, but there were penalties that they called pass interference on where it was like, really? Why'd they call that? There was a holding one that was kind of weird. There, It just felt bad. I mean, both teams were like throwing their hands up in the air, like, really? Yeah. And then to cap it off, the refs, you know, since they called six penalties in a row there, the, the Jason Witten penalty gets uncalled because the ref's afraid, oh, I can't call seventh, you know? So... Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, like, it's kind of it's kind of like you know the fact that well, and like you said that you know the six penalties in a row is bad for the fans too because I mean like the game is just going like you said the game's going on forever at this point it's like okay can we just have the game finish like I think the Colts Chiefs game was kind of similar I think I was talking to these guys in the group chat and I was telling them like this game is going on forever because they're mm-hmm. just like throwing so many flags and actually I think it was last it was last season. And it was one of the Giants-Cowboys games that they had on Sunday Night Football. It was probably, like, the only time I've heard Chris Collinsworth say any... I can't remember if it was Collinsworth or Al Michaels. One of the two of them said this. And basically, this game... The game went by really fast. I mean, you know, Sunday Night games start at 8.20 or whatever. And, you know, give or take, they're usually done by, like, 11.30 or 12. Well, this game was done by, like, 11 o'clock. It You know, it went really fast. And... One of them mentioned something like, man, this game's going by really fast. And the other one said, well, that's what happens when you don't throw a penalty flag every five seconds. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that is like so true because some of these games, the refs are just throwing endless penalty flags. And it's like, can we, can we play? Like, can we let this game oh, I, go on? I know. Uh, the worst to me, I was at a USF game a couple, couple years ago. I forget who we were playing, but there were 13 flags in the first half. And it's just all, like, everybody's just upset about it because, like, yeah, some of them are are actual flags, but, you know, sometimes it's, like, these flags are just unnecessary. Like, these refs are being, are just abusing their power, so to say, and I'm not sure why, but... uh, Well, I mean, yeah, you mentioned USF, and then, like, I have a similar thing, like, earlier this season when App State was playing UNC Charlotte, it was basically at this point, the game was, I mean, Charlotte was down by two scores at this point. Like they were still semi in it, but they weren't like, they would need a miracle basically. And yeah. there was just a sequence when they were going down the field and the rest were just like, they, I think it was either four or five plays in a row. They threw a flag and just like, you know, and it was alternating teams. So it was like, okay, Charlotte's getting yards. Now app state's getting those yards back. Like, they just kept throwing flags. I'm thinking, like, why are you doing this? I mean, this game's pretty much over anyway. 
you know, and most of these calls, like, you know, there was maybe oh, yeah. one or two, there was maybe, <laughs> yeah, like there were maybe one or two that were actually like good calls, but the other three or four were all ticky tack. It's like, why are you calling this? The game is pretty much over. Like, we all just want to go home. <laughs> and that's what I don't understand the most because, as I mean, I was refereeing on a much smaller scale, but like I said, I, I kind of admitted to in a couple, like a while back, how. You know, sometimes our, our white hat, our, our head ref, would put a running clock on um, the games, you know, when it got out of control. <laughs> when, the, when the, you know, like when a team got up by like 20 points or something like that, like they would just, you know, put the running clock on just so we could like get out and like, you know, because we were paid by game and we weren't played, paid hourly. So it was just yeah. like whenever the game finished, like that's, you know, that's when we were done. So there was definitely like an incentive to like, you know, let's, let's go, let's go. Like, let's make these water breaks quick or let's make this halftime quick, you know, like, so, mm-hmm. uh, in these professional refs, uh, I don't understand why they have the need to, you know, to, to really drag on a game when it doesn't need to be. Uh, it's bad for the teams because the teams want to get out of there. The losing team wants to get out. The winning team is just ready to celebrate and stuff, and, and the fans are ready to celebrate. The refs should be wanting to leave. I don't know why do they really want to stay on the field in a blowout type of a game. Like, I don't know. but I mean, even in the close games, too, it's like yeah. you're just <clears> – <throat> the other problem when it comes to close games is that when you're throwing penalty flags like this, you're killing the momentum of, like, the team. Like, if there's a team that's trying to mount a comeback and, you know, they're driving down the field, if you all of a sudden start throwing penalty flags all over the place, well, now that team, all the momentum is gone. Like, his play is getting stopped constantly, and, you know, whatever momentum they built up to that point is just gone now. It's essentially, like, little timeouts happening, especially, yeah. too, when, um, when the refs all meet together. They For some reason, they all all seven of them or however many there are have to all meet up in a, in a huddle and, and talk about what happened. Like, you know, like we oh, don't okay. need that. <laughs> okay. Did you guys see what happened? Okay. You two do the bouncing football thing. Yeah. You, you rub your head. Like it's a really tough call. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's, it's, uh, it, it's definitely, it's definitely weird. So, okay. So here I'm going to show you guys an example of another uh, type of flag that's taking place that a lot of people are upset about. It's being called at an unusually high rate. Uh, it's something a lot of offensive linemen say and, and old school football people say holding happens on every play, but which it kind of does. <laughs> yeah, but these refs are just kind of going extreme. And this is an instance, like I said earlier, of a of a phantom call and. Uh, We'll see an even more, an even worse situational one coming up in the Detroit Green Bay game. But uh, so this is still on that same drive though, uh, where it was that pass interference no call thing. So you'll see Fournette picks up uh, a nice run here. He would have gotten a first down, crossed into New Orleans territory. Uh, however, they're going to lose ten yards on this because. Number 76, Will Richardson, the guard, the right guard here, is going to be flagged for a holding, which, to me, I don't think you can call a holding on this. 
because a holding call should be clear and it should impact the play. Uh, and this, I don't think, had either of those two. So take a look. The first viewing angle isn't the best, but there he is. Um, let me go back a little bit. This is a super long video, so it's hard to manage the... Every little movement there is a lot. Okay, so... You might want to go back out of the day a little bit more. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Here. Uh, uh. Okay. Okay. So this is the... You can't really tell it on this one. It's the next one that's going to be good. So pay attention on the next one. On the yeah. Right here. He kind of... So what he does is... he. I think he hits him with his shoulder, which knocks him to the ground. It definitely looks like, you know, from being knocked to the ground like that, that it's a holding. But I don't think he hooks him, or I don't think he grabs on with his jersey, one... So I don't see, you know, I think you have to see that to call that, first of all. And second of all, as you can see, Fournette's already past that point. You know, it's not impacting the play, whether he falls down or not. And another thing, too, the referee right over here in this picture isn't the one that calls that flag. The, the referee that has the best view of if that was a holding or not says no holding. Yeah, but it's the so, ref back, the ref in the white yeah, hat. <laughs> yeah. So he says no holding. You know, he's not saying no holding, but by not calling the flag is he's saying it's not a holding. But then you'll see a flag flying in over here from the side. Whoop. Yeah, the nice, side nice judge. Throw. You know, <laughs> yeah, the, these refs know how to throw the flag, but <laughs> like some, some of those Wade Phillips throwing the challenge flag things, you know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, like, the fact that the side judge comes in and throws the flag is like, what? I mean, how did you have a view of that call? I mean, you're looking at it from the side. You can't see anything. I mean, because I mean, we, we, if you watch the clip from the side, it doesn't see anything. You have to look at it from a, a bird's eye, like, or not a bird's eye, but like a vertical view, like the ref or like what the umpire would have had when he was looking at that situation. The side judge didn't have a view at all on that play. Yeah. So this kind of slows it down a little bit, but I don't know. To me, it looked like he hit him with his shoulder and it caused him to fall down. I don't, you know, so it's one where, it, you know, this probably isn't like the worst penalty in the world, but still it's, it was bad, I think. And it, when it happened, I was like, really? Because this had a pretty big consequence. It was about a 25 yard differential. Um, from calling this versus not calling it in an important time in the game. And then after this play would happen, it'd be first and 20 and eventually it would get to be fourth and two and the Jags didn't convert and New Orleans got the ball back and ran up a lot of clock. So this was, this was do or die time. It ended up being, and fortunately it didn't go in our favor, but we played really bad. So I'm not going to blame this on the refs, but that's just something that I noticed over this weekend that that we talked a little bit about last episode, but I, I wanted to show the videos in detail. And then I think our final one that we want to talk about is the Monday night 
debacle. <laughs> yeah. So it, or did you want to did you want to briefly talk about the KC one? Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about it. yeah. Let me go to the KC one first. Um, trying to find. I don't know. I must have. It's on there somewhere. <laughs> oh, there it is. No. Oh, here it is. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I saw the Twitter thing and I was like, it can't be on Twitter, but yeah, I thought it was just normal Twitter. Okay, so this is a really weird sequence sequence of events. So starting off the play, Mahomes is going to throw an interception in the end zone, and he just kind of takes a shot. I think because he knows that there's a flag going to be called, so he. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's gone, it's on them. And so the refs, first of all, they mess up here. They, because <laughs> they call pass <laughs> interference on uh, the Texans defender, whoever the defender on Kelsey was. And you'll see it's not pass interference because it's not where the ball's going to, but it's definitely a holding because he just grabs him and tackles him, basically. <laughs> you'll see it here. So this is what drew the flag, you know, just, you know, tackles him. And then the Chiefs, so they call the flag, pass interference, and then the Chiefs prepare to run their next play. But as you see over here, some of these refs are, I don't know what's going on. You'll see maybe conspiracy theories swirling around with this guy (laughs) right here. (laughs) Get ready. (laughs) <laughs> so who's he talking to? You'll see later in the little explanation. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're we're going back to you know, okay, you two do the bouncing football thing, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> you 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 rub your head like it's a really tough call. <laughs> <laughs> look at the hands in his pocket, like look, he just looks like he's, <laughs> go back. It's the same guy that had his, you know, was trying to listen to whatever. It was like saying. side judge or whatever. Yeah, look at him, like <laughs> communicating with. <laughs> 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 right, <the> uh, like, <laughs> like you know, us fans in the stands, you know, we gotta wait through this. The fans on TV, we gotta, we gotta sit through this. Like, it's, it's shameful, really. College basketball is really bad too when they do their reviews. Oh my but... <laughs> god, don't, don't even get me started on that. Like, how long it takes them just to determine like where the ball, like which team the ball was out on? And it's like, okay, no. why are you taking like clock? ten? Yeah, it's like why are you taking like ten minutes to review this call when like we already decided who it was out on like nine minutes ago? Like... Yeah. <laughs> so the the guy who made this tweet, you know, he says that. Replay was not involved in this decision, so that means that guy shouldn't have been listening or talking to somebody over that microphone. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what uh, what that was about. You know, is Vegas coming in and be like, "Oh, we need this" or something? Yeah, but... yeah. Let's say it's like you know, is <laughs> one is like the Chiefs, you know, owner on the other line saying like, "Hey, you know, don't forget to make that call. I'll slip you that twenty, you know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that if that evidence for that came out <laughs> this season, would be, you know, who knows what would happen? But uh, maybe we start seeing, we start hearing more conspiracy theories about, you know, <laughs> how in the past everybody thought that the Patriots had the refs in their pocket. You know, yeah, we'd start hearing more about that again too. Uh huh. And it would take away from the game, really. So, and that's what all this is doing is taking us away from the game. <laughs> like we used to do these reaction videos where we talked about. 
the gameplay. Now we're doing a reaction video about the referees. <laughs> um, so the the referee here, Hockley, says there was potentially a hold while the ball was in the air. It's not pass interference because it was on the receiver. We know that you're you're kind of being redundant, or not redundant, but like you know that's we're that's, not stupid. <laughs> yeah, and then okay, so I'll keep going. So the officials concluded apparently with input from either replay or I guess looking up at the scoreboard that the hold from Kelsey was when the ball was in the air and that Kelsey wasn't the intended receiver to make it uncatchable, but. Why why would you overturn this when you threw the flag? Like, I don't understand. Okay, you throw the flag. You just get it wrong. You say it's pass interference instead of holding. Okay, I can see that as an error. But why do you change your original decision of holding? What new information do you have that the ball was or wasn't in the air? Or something, you know, so... And why is that guy on his headset? <laughs> yeah, it's so it's like it's got it brings up a lot of questions. It's weird. Mahomes was upset about it. He said after the game that you know he just took the chance because he knew that there was a flag. Um, so it was it, it, it was costly too because at that point in the game the Chiefs you know were just dominating. Could have added another score and, and made the game could have been different. Uh, as it is a lot of times with the referees' decisions and such. But uh, so now the Monday night call we'll get to, and like I said, the Monday night debacle. Um, <laughs> I'll try seems and like, find. Seems, seems like all these games have been debacles recently. Yeah. So Connor, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you kind of introduce what this is about while I find where to start this clip at. So yeah. So basically, this is about. I know. Two of the main calls that this is about is on Trey Flowers. Basically, over the course of the game, he had two hands to the face called on him that really probably shouldn't have been called. Now, the officials came out today, actually. I saw an article where they basically said that the first one they actually stood by. They said, like, yeah, that should have been called. But they did admit that the second hands to the face, which happened at the end of the game, they shouldn't have called. And basically... What The reason why this is so in the news right now is because what it led to. It allowed the Packers, it was a third down. I mean, you see right here, it was a third and 10. And Rodgers ended up throwing an incomplete pass. And, I mean, you can see where the, you know, I don't think this is. Is this it right here? I think this was the, was this the first hands? This the was the first call? one. This oh, okay. is the first one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but again, a third and 10, you can see that the Packers are on, like, their, you know, they're on, like, the 42-yard line or whatever. They're not in field goal range. <laughs> And, you know, the drive's going to be over. Rodgers gets sacked even further out of field goal range. And then, you know, hands to the face on Trey Flowers. So I don't know if they're going to show a slow-mo, but this one... They will. The, yeah, this one, the official said that they stood by. They thought that this was the right call. So I haven't seen this. I saw the second one a lot, but I mean... I mean, eh, I mean his hand's in his... Kind of in his chest, right? It's kind of in his throat, but like... You know, you know his hand's not up in his face mask at all. No. And so, I mean, I know David Bakhtiari came out and was all like, oh, well, I spent... Apparently, he thought that Trey Flowers was doing that, like, the whole game. 
And so he actually went over to the officials and said, hey, are we not calling hands to the face anymore? Like, you know, because I've been looking at the sky the whole time. So then this is the really <laughs> crucial one here on third and four right here. So, again, Trey Flowers trying to get around David Bakhtiari. Blah, blah, you know, big fight right there. Rodgers escapes. Incomplete pass. Boom. Okay, so now the Packers, you know, in all likelihood, they're going to kick a field goal. And, you know, but at least the Lions have a minute 36 left to deal with. You know, no timeouts. So not saying that they would have won, but Mm -hmm. they still had a chance. So but they get this hands to the face called on them again on Trey Flowers, the same guy against the same offensive lineman. And you see Matt Patricia is not happy about it right there. (laughs) He's all upset because, you know, I was another. This is the one they said that they got wrong. So you can't really see it from this angle. I think they'll, they'll show it. Yeah, they'll, they'll show a side angle. Yeah. But yeah, right. I mean, like again, like I think that's more David Bakhtiari. Like the reason why you know he claims like, oh, I'm looking up at the sky because my hands in my face. He's getting look up at the sky because <laughs> he's getting pushed backward. Yeah. Like, Trey, Trey Flowers is bull rushing him. It's not. It's he's losing the battle. Is what's happening there. He's not. You know. Yeah. His, his hand. It looks you know, not in the right spot, but his hand's not in his face mask. It's basically no. up on his up on his collar, yeah. which is completely legal. If it was in his throat, then I'd say, yeah, that's probably not good. But it was on his collar. And the reason why it looks bad is because Bakhtiari is losing. Like, Trey Flowers is getting the better of him right here. Mm. And so, and this allowed, basically, the Packers were able to go down and it gave them another play and they managed to get down to, like, the two-yard line. So then, since the Lions were out of timeouts, the Packers basically just kneeled on it a couple times to get it down to, like, two seconds left, and then Crosby had an easy 20-yard field goal chip shot. So, very crucial, and two very ticky-tack hands-to-the-face calls that, well, I said, the league said they stood by the first one and that the second one they screwed up on, but, I mean, it kind of looks like they screwed up on both of them, in my opinion. I don't... I I think so, too. Yeah, I I think they're just trying to make them set themselves mm-hmm. saddled like the okay we'll take some of the blame but we're you know we're gonna stand by this other call so that we don't look too bad even though like really both calls were probably the wrong call yeah and looking at this last one too it's there shouldn't have been any calls but if anything bakhtiari's got his hands in flowers' face just as much as flowers does on him, like more so than flowers does i think on him i mean it's it's low so you can't really see it as well but um, like it looks like he's yeah, kind of yeah, I mean, yeah, grabbing exactly. his face mask there. Like they don't, you know. So not only do they call it bad, but the like it's more. It'd be more of a legitimate legitimate call if they called it on Bakhtiari. Um, I don't know if you're just now seeing that for the first time or not, but I, I've been yeah, looking at, I, I I've been actually, watching it. I didn't, the past yeah, months, yeah. I didn't even look at Bakhtiari. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think, would I call think that's it, a, but... I think that's an odd angle. I think that's an, uh, an optical illusion, actually. The okay. more I look at it, I think his hand is on his shoulder pad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That one's really tough to judge. Mm-hmm. But, and either still, way, it, like if, if you can't, if it's not clear or something, you know, you shouldn't call it. So right, you should. I, you I wouldn't. Yeah, I would, I'm not. You should always lean towards the no call. Yeah, like if if you're not sure if it's a penalty or not, you shouldn't call it. Is basically what we're trying Especially to say here. Especially in this 
part of the game with this situation too. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta know it. Like, like this. If you make this call here, you end the game. Yeah, like you yes. gotta. <laughs> so. Yeah, because the Lions are out of timeouts. So now, like I said, what the Packers did, like they got one more first down and then they just kneeled on it a couple times to get the clock down to two seconds. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's like we said before, what we're trying to say here is that if you, if you don't, if you're not sure, don't throw the flag. Don't just assume that it is a penalty. Like if it's clear and obvious, then yeah, throw the flag by all means. But if you're not sure, then you shouldn't be throwing the flag. Yeah. If you even and, have to, like, you know, if you pull <laughs> the flag out and you're kind of like, oh, well, maybe, like, just put the flag back. Well, uh, what what they always taught us uh, from for refereeing is they said, okay, throw the flag, but swallow your whistle. Just don't do a, just really try not to blow your whistle. Um, and if you throw the flag... You can all and you know the white hat, the head ref. He can always overturn. He has the final authority. So right. if they he can, disagrees with up. you, yeah, you can always pick it up. So in this instance, this is one where I'd like if you're gonna if you're gonna you know have a group meeting and come chill out for a few minutes and talk. This is one <laughs> where you got to do that and you got to actually you know pick it up and, and say no flag. I would be okay with that. Well, it's not ideal because it's wasting some time. At least you're getting the right result. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't see that ever either. I mean, like, how often over the course of a week of an NFL game do you see an instance where they throw a flag and they pick it up? It almost never happens because, Mm -hmm. again, the officials don't want to, you know, they can't swallow their pride. Like, they threw the flag, so they want to somehow find a way to make, like, no, that was a penalty. Which, yeah. like, you know, to be to be fair, most of the time, you know, in the past, you know, it's it, there they are penalties, but still, in situations like this, it's like the officials just got to learn to swallow their pride, which it seems like they can't do. Yeah. So, on a, for a silver lining, a, a positive to this issue is, you know, it seems like every time we rant about a specific player or something like that, they always end up the next week having a great performance <laughs> or something. Like like when you came out with that meme of Kyle Lowry and then yes. it was like the top scorer <laughs> in the next game of the NBA exactly. Finals. <laughs> exactly. The Kyle Lowry, um, Kirk Cousins, too, uh, yeah. just had like the game of his career. And we were making fun of him and showing that video of that gender reveal of his baby. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's not, and, and there's some more too. I, I I can't think of it on the top of my head, but I I know it's happened where the majority of the time where we bring up somebody and call them out for their bad performance, they've you know turned it around the next week. So that's um that's my hope for uh that's my hope for this is that we've talked so you know we talked so much about this in a negative way. That hopefully next week we don't have to come back to this issue. Hopefully it's a non-issue, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't point. know. This this, <laughs> this seems a bit too big for it to just change overnight. Unfortunately, yeah, because so. it's so widespread. I mean, it's not just a 
singular incident that we're talking about here. We're talking about multiple incidents, so multiple crews, multiple multiple weeks, multiple incidents. Yeah. So. We'll have to see. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Um, another thing that I want to bring to your guys' attention is that next week we are going to be coming out with our NBA prediction special episode. So a little bit different, but some similarities to uh, our NFL predictions. We're going to cover all 60, or all 60, all 30 teams in 60 seconds, uh, roughly. So it's going to be a quick, like, really quick uh, just session of just some quick thoughts on all the teams. We're going to talk about every team for 60 seconds. And then we're going to share our... MVP, regular season MVP, our finals matchup, and anything that somebody said about a team that we disagree with, we're going to talk about. So it, it'll be a fun discussion. It'll be all NBA based. So stay tuned for that next week. And then we'll be coming out with another either topic video or reaction video. Uh, we haven't decided yet which one we're going to forego, but. That's that's what's coming up next for you guys. Um, thank you guys for listening, and take care. Bye. For Eric, peace.